You know, I was listening to Jesse Duplantis recently. He always blesses me, and he's going to be there at the Holy Ghost meetings in um, Pastor Nancy's church next week, and Pastor Herman and I will be attending it. And um, you have to listen to this. This is so God. This is so profound, so amazing. Jesse's talking to the Father, right? <clears throat> Which he often does all the time. And God tells Jesse this. Jesse, make me wealthy. Make me wealthy. Jesse goes, say what? What, Lord? What? Make you wealthy? You have everything. The cattle, the, all the all the gold, there's streets of gold in heaven. You got jasper gates of onyx and diamonds, and you own everything, pearls, and, and he's going on and on. And, and God responds to him and says, I don't consider my wealth on these things. I consider myself wealthy by the amount of souls coming into my kingdom. Oh, I heard that, and I thought, Oh, only God. Oh, that is so awesome. God does not consider himself wealthy by any of these things. So he tells his servant, Jesse, make me wealthy. Bring in the souls. So Jesse vowed to God, I'll bring you two billion, Lord. And even that's not enough. And the Lord says, make me wealthier. That's not enough. I want more. I want more. So I just thought that statement was so amazing. Making God wealthy. Souls. And it's just the more the better. God's not satisfied. He's wealthy with a large family, with sons and daughters. That's just so amazing. That just, man... If I could still do cartwheels, I would have done them. You know, I just thought, whoa, that's, that's awesome. That is so awesome. God's wealthiness is dependent on the people and the souls that enter into his kingdom. That's why he wants it full. That's why we can't be complacent with these things. We can't be complacent with winning souls and hesitant and holding back and... Uh, when it comes to witnessing. I mean, I love Sunday. This past Sunday, we had <clears throat> three more. We had, I don't know how many on Friday at our Christmas event. Two ladies out in the parking lot, and then two couples Pastor Herman ministered to receive the Lord. And um, it, it's marvelous, but it's just not enough. I'm not satisfied. Not satisfied. <clears throat> and so you may say, well, these these ministers have bigger platforms. Yeah, yeah, they do, they do. But still, we need to keep, we need to get busy and make the Lord wealthy. Yeah, calling more in, getting more into his kingdom, into these last days. We've got to be, we've got to be busy. Yeah, I just thought that was just, uh, <clears throat> that was just so, so uh, uh, amazing. But um, we won't take too much time because, uh, because of the Lord's goodness, but um, I wanted to real fast <clears throat> talk to you about something about reassessing, about reassessing. Now, for those of you that own homes, you know that you get reassessed by the county every year. You get a statement of what your house is worth. 
you reassess every company, corporation, maybe those of you that have small businesses or businesses. You reassess every year the pluses, the minuses, the what works, what doesn't work, what's coming in, what's going out. You reassess all, all of these things. To reassess means <clears throat> to think again about something, to take stock or take inventory of your gains and your losses, to evaluate and strategically come up with a new plan for this new year. Now I'm talking about us now. To reassess, evaluate, judge, the, the gains, the waste, the losses, the things that held you back. We need to rethink these things. Rethink about your spiritual habits, the good habits and the bad habits. The ones where you get up in the morning, spend time with him, read the word, whatever you incorporate in your day. But reassess, think about I need to reassess my life right now. We're coming, we're on the last leg of 2023. And I'm not even going there about, you know, I'm not even touching New Year's resolution, resolutions because I could care less about them because they don't work. But we need to reassess, revalue, revamp, rethink, go over and, and look at our lives. Look at this past year. Have you come up further spiritually? Or maybe have you, how's your church attendance? How's your ministry? Evaluate where you are, where you could be, and where you know where God really wants you to be. <clears throat> we know we can all come up higher. We know that. There's no capping off point, you know, with God. It's always higher. There's always more, 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 more. And so, uh, but complacency and being comfortable, uh, those two words as I was driving, I believe it was cruising and coasting were two things that God said address. Tell, how many have been coasting this year? Cruising. Uh, let, let somebody else do it, you know, um, for whatever reasons. For what, we know, we know you work, we know you, everybody um, has jobs and things, but yet, you know, sometimes you can use those as excuses and uh, to reevaluate what's, what's really important in this lifetime, knowing how short time is and where we are in our race and and in the we've all heard it all of you are on um youtube and you listen to all of you know different ministers all over the place everyone is saying there's not one they're all saying we're at the end of 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 the age the last seconds ticking on the clock if you still don't believe that wake up Look at the signs happening all over the place. You know, one thing that just breaks my heart um, in these end days, whether they're true or not, whether they're false allegations, whether they're rumors, whether there's truth to them, 
but you know, the different um, ministers and uh, prominent men and women of God, you know, who are in the forefront now that are being accused. Uh, instead, of, instead of commenting, pray for them. Pray for Pat Bishop T.D. Jakes. Pray for him. Pray for him. Lift him up and pray for him. Grace and mercy and strength for his church and for the people. Because what we are not to judge, and I'm certainly not even going to touch that and go there, but just different ones even that um, all over the place that we've heard of these mega churches that have been under attack, whether it's true or whether it's an onslaught of the enemy, pray and lift up the body of believers and these leaders because for the years that they have sowed and dug up fallow ground and started from meager beginnings, from a shack from a house, you know, and tithing, and, and they get to a place of prominence and wealth and uh, just having so much that God's blessed them with doesn't give an excuse. And we're not to, we're not to judge or throw stones because even David was an adulterer and a murderer. And, and you know, so the key is, re, is repentance. And so whether, whether it's true, whether it's false, whether it's a, an attack, not just upon him, but all over the world, we hear things and different ones that are being... Um, accused and being out in the forefront because instead of it seems like the church just loves that type of uh, you know not gossip but we should be praying for these lord bring them out deliver them lord lord touch you know whatever that um whatever may have taken place you know strengthen them and pray for the church and all the believers can you imagine how this will affect thousands upon thousands upon thousands some ones that just you know, the enemy would just love to use that as bait just to pull these, some of the younger ones out. Say, see, you know, see. And uh, so, this, so we need to really pray. Pray for our leaders and the men and women, the bishops, the, the ministers, the fivefold ministry. They all fall under that, the fivefold ministry. And pray for us too, you know, for Pastor Harmon and I continually too, that we uh, continually stay strong in the Lord and hear from God and that we have divine connections and, um, and that we always have our spiritual ears on God's heartbeat, knowing that this is what he wants to do. And we know that we've established and secured a place in the spirit. We know that. Even Pastor Craig has said that, you know, that that's so important. And we know we've done that. We've secured that place in the spirit. That's so, so important. And, um, and we guard that. We guard that place where the anointing and the Holy Spirit can move. And, um, and we know that God doesn't want to embarrass or shame anybody. But, you know, we're not going to hold back from flowing with the gifts of the Holy Spirit because we have newcomers or we have some people that never experienced something like that before. We just say, jump in, the water's fine. Just jump in, you know. <laughs> so we want to, to flow. We always ask and pray for the highest flow for every service. But you know what one of the other highest flows for the, our services are? Not that we would have... Um, the Holy Spirit just move and, and miracles and, and, you know, all of the giftings of the Holy Spirit. Yes, we want that. But one of the other highest flows of the Holy Spirit is everybody shows up. Everybody comes to church. Everyone. 
they're somewhere. You say, yippee, they're here. And then you don't see them for another month or two. And it's like, <sighs> you know, it, it, it's, it, you know, it's discouraging, you know, for pastors. And you, you know, you pray for them and they get healed. And then you're, and, and then three more weeks, you don't see them. And then you get people like um, Kapua gets, goes through four surgeries, gets half of her insides taken out, and she shows up on a Wednesday night smiling ear to ear. My goodness, that's just what warms your heart. What's wrong with the others? <laughs> you know, go figure, go figure. But anyways, but you're here. And um, so we're talking about reassessing because we have just a few more days in 2023. And so Haggai 1.7 says this out of the Amplified, carefully <clears throat> consider your ways, not your neighbor's ways, <laughs> your ways, <laughs> yeah, not your spouse's way, not your husband's, not your wife's ways, your ways, consider your ways. Easy to say, well, my ways would change if he would stop doing that, you know, meaning your husband or your wife. Or, no, no, no. Consider your ways, the Lord says. <laughs> so, thus saith the Lord of hosts, out of the Amplified, consider your ways, your previous and present conduct, and how you have fared. Now, that's a sobering thing to evaluate yourself. But we all need to do it. We, we all have to. We all need to do it. And, um, and you don't want your pastor to do it. You don't want your, your I know for some of you with your uh, employers, you get sometimes yearly evaluations. I've had that. You get called in the office and you're sweating and you're, you're just you know praying because you know your turn is up and you're being evaluated that day, whether you get a raise, promotion, or whether, you know, whatever it may be, and you're evaluated for your performance. Well, the Lord here is speaking through Haggai saying, you evaluate yourself. Don't wait for God. Don't wait for somebody else. But you examine, consider your present conduct and your previous and how you have fared. Take a good, hard look at your life reassess. This is good. This is healthy. Reassess. Because this year's going to require very good spiritual habits. So consider means to view or examine with very close intention, almost like under a microscope. Serious deliberation. To ponder, study, and meditate on to attend to with a view to truth, not making excuses. Well, I've always been that way. I've, I've just, I've always been that way from the time I was born. Ask my mom, ask my auntie, ask my husband, ask my kids. That's, that's not good enough. You're trying to play the victim or make excuses. But to take a good pondering look at yourself and evaluate to attend to with a view to truth or a standard of measure. We all know God's standard of measure. 
Yeah, and it's, it's, it's high, but it's not one that we can attain. We know that his standard of measure you may say, well, I can never reach that. God's not asking us to be perfect. But he's saying, though, that there are levels. We are transformed from this state of glory now to this glory. In 2023, you may have been at this level of glory. How about coming up? How about raising the standard, evaluating and looking? What could I build upon? What are some spiritual habits that I could implement on and bring into more? So not only will it benefit me, but the church, Faith Family Maui, my ministry to where I'm called. Are you coasting? Have you been cruising? You answer that. And, and uh, just, I believe tonight, Lord, saying, just take a, a good, long, hard look. And I'm so impressed with the Holy Spirit, how he started out the service, because it's almost just like, you know, he just gave us a dose of, of his God's goodness and stuff and the joy of the Lord. But now some of you may be, well, we're all on the operating table, you know, ponder and take a good sober look at your lives. <clears throat> and I wish the whole church was here to hear this. I really do, because you guys are the core. You are the faithful ones. And uh, we all need to do this. And it's not just at the end of every year we hear this, you know, a New Year's Eve type of thing. But this is something that we should be doing on a, um, on a regular basis. Every decision we make has a price tag. That's <clears throat> true, isn't it? Every decision we make has a price tag. You have to ask yourself what your decisions will cost you in these areas. Your time, your money, your relationships, the energy that you give to these things, your ministry, what you've been called to do by God. Yes, there is a price to pay for the anointing, but oh my, that, that is just so worth it. It's, it's, you don't even consider that. We all know that. Jesus says, in order to follow me, pick up your cross and, and follow me. There's a cost, and it's called the dying to the flesh. Something that the flesh, you know, yeah, hates. But your time, you don't, regarding time, you don't try and fit church services into your schedule but rather fit your schedule into your local church services. I think we ought, I think we ought to put that up on our, um, the lettering board. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if, if it'll fit. Yeah, maybe we should try that. I'll say that again because I really like that. You don't try and fit church services into your schedule, but rather fit your schedule into your local church services. You remember Pastor Herman said on Sunday he had that, um, when he um, left Kapalua, he got offered a really good job with this big company in Wailea, in McKenna. And it had all the bells and whistles, and it had good pay, and, and you know, but all the glitters is not gold. And they offered it to him, and then they said, oh, and guess what? Monday, Tuesday's your day off. That means Sunday you're working. And, and, and you know, he didn't have to say... Give me a week or give me a day. I'll go home and think about it. I'll talk it over with my wife. What's there to think about? It, just sh it should be automatic, you know? And he just says, nope, uh-uh. 
I refuse it. Is there any way you can give me the weekends off? No, because seniority-wise, thanks anyway, and walked away, you know? Yeah, but not everybody's response is, is like that. Oh, look what God opened up for me. Look, oh, God's blessed me. Really? When God, you just make sure God's in it, because the enemy can open up some doors too for you. He can open up some doors and make it look attractive. And after a while, you know, you're just thinking, you know, and then God gets blamed. God gets blamed for these things when he really wasn't in it at all. But he gives us a thing called common sense and also a knower. You got the Holy Spirit, your compass, your guide that you can say, what do you, what do you think about this Holy Spirit? Yeah, and ask, check in with him. He'll tell you. Your money. Tithing is a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. And 2 Corinthians 6, 7 says, I want you to excel also in this gracious gift of giving. Your relationships. Prioritize. God's always first. Then your spouse, your family, and your ministry. But a lot of people get that, you know, kind of confused. I know... Um, uh, you know, as far as on that, sometimes you, like I says, yet you, your family needs you, they come first, you know, uh, and, and, and ministry. But don't make it a regular thing to where you're absent all the time either, you know. There are times when we understand, God understands. But if it's continual, you know, you may think, hmm, um, they might need to reprioritize here. But Proverbs 13.20 says this, when you walk with the wise, you become wise. Associate with fools, and then you get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, get in trouble. Your friends and your associations will make your life richer or poorer. That's so true. Yeah, that's so true. Um, you may say, well, the greater one is on the inside of me. I'll influence them. Not so all the times. Not so. And we don't need to go too much any further because that worldly spirit boy has a strong, strong pull and influence. Sure, you should be influencing them. But you ain't going to influence, have a, um, a greater influence in going into a bar or a public drinking place thinking you're going to win all your old buddies to the Lord ain't going to happen there in that drinking place. Just isn't, you know, not unless you know the Holy Spirit specifically said for you to go in, then that's another story you obey. But most of the time, not, it's not going to happen. So your friends and your associations, that makes a big, yeah, big difference. And then your energy, uh, you can run out of gas physically and exhaust yourself mentally and spiritually also by not pacing, by not pacing yourself. And then God gets the leftovers because you're too tired. You've just spent yourself on all these other things out there and, and sometimes too tired to even come to worship. And, and that's not right either. So don't put unrealistic time frames or situations on yourself as well. Isaiah 40, 29 says this, he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who wait in the Lord will find new strength and vigor. Yeah. 
I want to, um, and then in Matthew 9, <clears throat> 16, 17, you can just uh, listen. It says, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into an old wineskin. For the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skin. New wine is started in new wineskins. It's stored in new wineskins so that both are preserved. So at the coming towards the end of this year, 2023, reevaluating. You don't want to start, we don't want to start 2024 pouring fresh oil, getting this new anointing, fresh anointing from God, and you've got some of these in an old wineskin. You know, get rid of that old wineskin. It's got to be fresh, got to be new. We have to have fresh endurance for the race, for all that 2024 entails. You know what? I don't know. 2024, really, seriously, he might come. Jesus might come in 2024 at some point. I'm not sure. Um, but, but yet, we're not focusing on that. We're just keep getting, keeping ready. Make sure your heart is ready because that scripture that says, remember... Um, even, okay, speaking about the end times, even the very elect, Jaime, will be deceived. And when I see these different ones, these different churches falling, and, and these, some of these young preachers teaching, hearing some of their doctrine and what they're preaching, it's like, what? Wow, what? And, and what's worse is, their churches are filled with thousands. Thousands are listening to that stuff. And it's error. It's doctrinal error. It's not in the Bible. I don't know if they're making it up or where they're getting some of this stuff. But you're thinking, oh my gosh. And there's people, a lot of, end time says in Timothy, people in the last days want itchy ears. Tell me what I want to hear. Don't correct me and, and don't discipline me. You know, no. Pastors, no, 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 no. It's tell me what I want to hear. Tell me how wonderful I am. Don't put any type of, you know, uh, responsibilities on me. Um, that's, not, that's not this church. That's not what the Bible teaches. And people really just want to be petted and, and you know, made feel good. And uh, um, what Dr. Dufresne calls flesh churches, flesh churches. Just appease the flesh. Tell me something wonderful that makes my mind and, and you know. But uh, we want the Holy Spirit. We want God. We want a moving of the Holy Spirit. But that entails everything, everything. And uh, because... We all know, how many of you know that if you give your children everything they want, everything that their little heart desires, when they want it, how they want it, when they, I'll tell you, and then never discipline them, never tell them no, never put restrictions, never maybe give their little bottoms a little you know, correction, spare the rod, spoil the child. You know what kind of children you're going to have when you grow up? Spoiled uncontrollable, you know, you all know, all of you know. So the same thing spiritually too. You can't just um, 
You've got to have the whole counsel of the word of God given, given to the people. You, we can't put new ideas into our old mindsets. We can't get new results with old behaviors. To try and patch the old with the new makes things worse. Yeah. What the Lord wants to do for us in 2024 is completely new that cannot be merged together with the old and what was in 2023. Can't, can't. We're not going to go back and look in 2023 and, oh, yeah, we'll use that again. No, it's all got to be fresh, all got to be new, straight from, straight from the Holy Spirit. Psalm 92.10 says, But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Yes, all of you have been anointed, touched before we started the service with fresh oil. Yeah, a new refill. <laughs> yeah, the old wineskin represents our old sin nature. The new wineskin represents the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so we need, we need that. We need that continually. That new wineskin to be refilled all the time with with fresh oil. Holy Spirit says this. So into your spirits this coming year as never before. Mortify the deeds of the flesh. That word mortify, we get that word from, <clears throat> uh, I believe, the, the Greek word anyways. That word mortify <laughs> comes from the word mortician. <laughs> we all know what a mortician is, yeah. And so it means to put to death, burial, <laughs> Yeah, so mortify, put to death, bury the deeds of the flesh. Yeah, have a burial for them. And then watch transformation accelerate. Romans 8.13 says this, For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. So I'll close with, with this last scripture. Uh, it's in Isaiah 30, 21. And this is going to be out of the message. <clears throat> it says, Oh yes, people of Zion, citizens of Jerusalem, your time of tears is over. Cry for help and you'll find its grace and more grace. The moment he hears, he'll answer. Just as the master kept you alive during the hard times, he'll keep your teacher, the Holy Ghost, alive and present among you. Your teacher will be right there, local and on the job, urging you on whenever you wander, left or right. This is the right road. Walk down this road. You'll, you'll scrap your expensive and fashionable God images You'll throw them in the trash as so much garbage saying, good riddance. So trash all of your garbage from 2023. Trim off all the excess weights that'll hold you down for 2024. And we all, including me, can say amen. Amen to all of that. Yes, amen. Um, just a, so let's let's really take this to heart, not just like oh, it was, you know, 
that was nice. Really take to heart, evaluate. Go home and, and not only do a self-evaluation, but you know, sometimes we're a little too easy on ourselves. I mean, we could be our greatest critics, but a lot of times we make excuses for ourselves too. Well, you know, be able to look at after all, you know, what's on my plate and I have to deal with this and they don't have to. But ask the Holy Spirit, ask him for his assistance in showing me, putting his finger on. Just ask him, say, what can I change? What can I eliminate? What do you want me to do away with? Something that's just been holding me back, uh, causing me not to accelerate like I should be. Because it could just be you're cruising or you're, uh, I forget what that other word I use begins to see, cruising or coasting. Yeah. You know, when you're coasting, well, you're still in the vehicle, you're still driving, but coasting. There's no effort being put. You, you, know, you may show up, but, you know, warm a seat, but that's about it. And uh, coasting and cruising, but we have to get busy and uh, let's make God wealthy this year. I, I, I so love that. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to use that. You know, there's a saying too within the fivefold ministry, you know, when you hear something really good, you'll say, so-and-so said it. Then when you repeat it the second and third time, it's like, well, the Holy Ghost told me. You know, you'll kind of like take it as your own. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But anyways... Uh, but let's take, take these things to really to heart because I know we all have them. We all have them, you know. It may, you know, it just may be something small, but you can improve on. And don't make excuses, but ask the Lord. And if the Lord brings something up, say, all right, Lord, so what, what do you want me to do with that? You know, do you want, uh, how, how should I deal with that? Eliminate it completely, walk away, should I, you know, just ask him. He may, he may tell you to do some hard things. It may be some easy things. You may just need to trim off some fat. But um, nevertheless, I believe that we all have areas where we're going to need to um, reassess. Yeah, just reassess. And it's all for our growing, all for our acceleration, all for our church all for the furtherance of the ministry, because we all know that even as pastors, even though we may do our job, and we go to these conferences, and believe me, they are not vacations. Pastor Herman and I have not had a vacation since we became senior pastors. That's the truth. We have not taken two, three days off to go anywhere. We haven't. When have you last seen us say, or heard us say, we're going for a week to San Francisco, we're going here or there. We haven't gone on any vacation. We're not complaining, and I'm not telling you that for you to say, ah, oh, poor thing, we gotta, you know, no. It's just, I don't know, it, you know we're, we're gonna need to start doing that, you know, get in a little bit more rest. But these conferences that we go to, Pastor Nancy's church, there are wall to wall. There, you know, 10 o'clock service to 12, and then you break for lunch, maybe 40 minutes. Then you're right smack into another service or another teaching with David Ellis worship or prayer room. And, uh, and then you have just a couple hours, and you got to take that time to either rest, get back to your hotel room, and, and you know, um, and get ready for the evening service. 
And it's like that continually for five, six days. And it's just go, 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 go. And you really, you got to keep up your energy and your, you know, your pace. And I remember one time, too, I kind of coerced Pastor Herman in going to one of the malls. <laughs> he was so tired. We got back to the hotel like about 45 minutes before service and just, <laughs> you know, yeah, never again am I listening to you. We're going straight back to the hotel, you know. So uh, I had fun. I enjoyed it. You know, I was all rejuvenated, invigorated, and, you know, <laughs> it was, but uh, that was that, um, yeah, that mall. Yeah, you, you guys know about it. But, uh, yeah, or going to Trader, Jack, Trader Joe's or, you know, just on that one uh, on that one road there. They got everything. They got uh, Pier 1 still. They got all the stores that closed. They still got JCPenney's at that mall and stuff. So, anyways, yeah. But maybe that's what the Holy Spirit's telling me. Reassess your shopping. Yeah, cut back. <laughs> so maybe that's something I'm going to have to work on. But anyways, what I went to say was um, these, these trips are not vacations by any means. And when we come back, it's just hit the ground running, you know, get at the airport. And then the next day ministering at Sunday church, you know, and then you're going moving forward. So, um, yeah, there's, uh, you know, it's it's basically go, go, go. We enjoy it. The fellowship is tremendous. It's so rich. We see all of the FOF pastors and the seagulls and the fields and Ramoses and hundreds of other ones making new friends. And um, so, uh, and of course, Pastor Nancy, my you know, our spiritual mom, just, oh my. <sighs> so, um, yeah, we really look forward to that. And so, again, um, after this one in January, there's in April, there's the prayer meeting. Then in June is the camp meeting. So if any of you would like to go to that, prayer meeting is only three days. The women's conference is only three days. That's in October. And so um, I've just tried to make it a commitment. I even told Pastor Nancy I like to try and make them all, you know, and um, God willing, so uh, to, to attend all of them. But, you know, it's just a lot of things. We, we have to have our elders step up, of course, to the plate when we're gone and so forth. So, and we know yins are all have busy schedules. Um, but anyways, so, uh, so for 2024, yeah, we reassess and uh, make some tweaking, some changes, and don't go back to the old ways, you know, because it's, it's really easy to slip back into these old patterns. It really is because they're comfortable. Sometimes they, they just feel good, just like those old bathroom, bedroom slippers that you've had for 38 years, you know. Toss them away, get rid of them, buy new ones, you know. Or those old set of pajamas or that nightshirt that you've had since high school. <laughs> Toss it away and buy something new. Yeah, new is good. Well, Brother Lambert, how about coming up here and taking the offering, okay? <laughs> Amen. Did you receive that word tonight? Reassess.